Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conservation Diaries, a National Park Service podcast. I'm your host, Celeste Morales, and in these episodes, we are featuring youth from around the world volunteering in national parks through the National Park Service International Volunteers and Parks Program. Sometimes called IVIP for short, this program brings many talented people from different cultural, educational, and professional backgrounds to gain experience to work in conservation-related fields in National Park Service parks and programs. Our agency also has the opportunity to learn from their knowledge and perspective. While this podcast series focuses on youth, the International Volunteers and Parks Program is open to all ages. Our guest today is Wesley Riverde from France. While volunteering with the National Park Service during the spring of summer 2022, Wesley completed his master's degree in environmental science. Wesley had the opportunity to work in several parks projects throughout Saaro National Park. During his volunteer service, Wesley monitored the natural resources and carried out important research studies that helped the park understand the health of the ecosystem in the Sonoran Desert Inventory and Monitoring Network based in Arizona and the Chihuahuan Desert Inventory and Monitoring Network in New Mexico. Wesley has many hobbies, but his passion is spending time in nature and watching wildlife. He often goes to the mountains near where he lives in France. In his country, students do a final internship experience to complete their degrees. Wesley's dream was to do his in a U.S. national park. He did not know how to go about that, so he decided to stumble into the International Volunteers and Parks Program website and fill an application. I was like, yeah, I really want to do that final internship um, in the USA with the National Park Service because because the National Park Service is a big thing in Europe um, when it comes to, to nature conservation, especially. Wesley helped the Sonoran and Chihuahuan Desert Networks on several wildlife monitoring projects during his five-month term. He worked with a team of National Park Service scientists in various field studies, mostly focused on park mammals and birds. The results of the projects will help the National Park scientists to determine which species are located in certain areas of the parks and how that may be changing over time. Wesley also worked in two other projects related to stream and spring water monitoring. Additionally, he helped measure stream water quality and collect environmental DNA and eDNA shed by organisms living in or using the springs. Thanks to that master's degree, you know, I had a lot of courses about coding. For example, coding was really, really important for that second part of the the main project um, about processing the, the data. So... For example, that, that course from my, my master's degree was really, really important, uh, really, really helpful. Um, and I was able to like bring my, my knowledge about that um, with me in the US. Um, and also a lot of like more um, theoretical in, information knowledge, I would say, um, especially about ecosystems. Um, all the different species and that kind of stuff. That That's some things that we learn a lot um, in France, theoretical things. Wesley's biggest project was the Chihuahuan Desert Network. He led a research study which established a new protocol for the acoustic monitoring of bird and bat populations. This work involved deploying camera traps in the field and collecting data from them. Due to the rapid effects of climate change and the ever-changing world of science, Capturing the research studies is vital to the future of the U.S. desert ecosystem. 
By using a system of recording in the field, the team could download the information and listen to it in many ways. Increasing the number of birds and bat species that can be identified, collecting vocalization remotely was much more effective than in-person observation. The project was the first deployment of acoustic devices in the network's parks. The new method will have a huge impact on future acoustic evaluations on avian and bat populations. So basically, instead of sending people on the field to hear the, the bird vocalization, you can just like put um, a monitor, a, an acoustic monitor on the field during like maybe one month. And then you can retrieve it after one month. And it will do a way better job in terms of um, capturing, you know, uh, acoustically all the, the vocalizations. And then you can just like hear after afterwards everything on the computer and you have way more time to to say, yeah, I can recognize this species or no, it's more at this species. You know, it's not like one shot and if you didn't like hear it correctly, then it's not possible anymore to hear it here. With that method, you can like hear it multiple times. But we did some tests around like the the Desert Research Learning Center in Tucson, where I was based. Um, and like the tests were completed, you know, so we had like all the different species and where like the, the recorders um, caught the, the vocalizations exactly. And that was really interesting because people that were um, working at that place during like since like 10 years, um, they heard on like the, um, the recordings, they heard some species that they had never heard before at that place. So it's clear that it's really interesting to have that kind of recorder that is like recording all, all day long, you know, or during a period of the day that is really like significant. The acoustic monitoring project is revealing some sobering things to National Park Service scientists. If you look at all the statistics, numbers and everything, it's clear that there is a big issue um, with birds um, related to global warming. Um, but not only with birds, it's um, also dealing with um, habitats that is frag fragmented. I, I don't know if it's the right word in English. F fragmented, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it deals a lot with that too. Um, and loss of habitat too. Uh, and it's kind of the same thing for bats. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, if you look at all the, the statistics and the number, the, the, the loss for birds, for bird species is like really consequent, um, especially for North America. Um, and for bats, I think it's like the, th the same thing, like everywhere, um, I know that we have a lot of issues too in, in Europe. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not only a problem with global warming, but I guess that's global warming is like 
accentuating a, a little bit the, the, the thing, you know, so. Wesley, like so many international volunteers, brought such an interesting perspective on management of the National Park Service natural resources. Attitudes towards wildlife, especially predators, are very different in France and other countries in Europe. Including volunteers and interns with diverse cultural backgrounds in the National Park Service projects makes national parks more dynamic as they bring different approaches to the work. These individuals can connect parks to a broader range of communities, especially when they develop new stewardship values that they can bring home. Yeah, there are some similarities, but I, I guess that the biggest difference is the, I would say, our behavior towards um, wildlife and especially great predators. Um, I guess that's the whole world have a lot of work um, to do about um, great predators. But in France, I mean, in Europe and especially in France, we have some problems with them. I, I, I don't know why, but it's something very cultural, I would say. Um, people don't love wolves, for example, don't love like bears and that kind of stuff. I mean, not everyone, but that's kind of a cultural thing, you know. Um, so a lot of our... Um, program to bring back these species are not really efficient, not as efficient as some other programs around the world or in the US. Climate change is rapidly affecting our planet and the national parks, providing young people with opportunities to work with NPS scientists to gain experience managing park natural and cultural resources is so important. Young people will be future park leaders and will need to develop climate change adoption strategies that will be key to protecting species in the national parks. Wesley spoke about this during our conversation. First of all, I would say that it's important now globally that young people, um, I mean, young people have to, to be really interested now in like nature conservation and that, and that kind of stuff because with global warming and that kind of problem it will be a problem for our generation for everyone you know so globally it's really important that young people um, are interested in in that kind of um, question um, and yeah as I said that kind of experience with the National Park Service is really helpful because um, you are learning so many things that we are going to learn in like maybe 10 years or something like that. So that kind of exchange is really, really interesting because people that are doing that kind of exchange, like me, will be able to bring this really cool stuff with them more quickly. And Wesley has returned to France and is finishing up his degree. He is eager to achieve his dream of working in a national park there. The field experience will help guide the next chapter in his career journey. The National Park Service International Volunteers and Parks Program has coordinated over 2,000 programs for international students and young park professionals during the last 25 years. These individuals have made a difference in protecting natural and cultural resources in their countries. And remember, 
There are many opportunities for youth and young adults 15 to 30 years old and veterans 35 years and younger to work with National Park Service. To learn more about these jobs, internships, and volunteer opportunities, you can go to nps.gov slash youth programs. Thanks for listening and happy trails.